Hello and welcome to Canberra Metalheads, you got Mikey Malpas, and tonight we're listening to two interviews, one with Interitum and the other one with Orpheus Amiga, here on Canberra Metalheads.
That was Interitum with Mermaid Parts. As I mentioned in the top of the show, um, there's two interviews tonight. We're listening to both Interitum and Orpheus Amiga. So two uh, two gigs that have come through Canberra in the uh, last in the last week, and uh, you'll be able to um, to hear about more about the bands and more about the uh, the music and the tracks. This is episode 49, so we're coming up to episode 50 next week, which will be a big milestone for us. So I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to that one. I wonder what guests we've got lined up. You have to uh, wait and see. But for now, we'll uh, play uh, some Aussie favourites with um, Psychroptic. This is Deadlands here on Canberra Metalheads.
That was Majula with Times It By 20. And before that, we had Point 17 with Rotting Chamber. And at the top, as you know, we had Psychroptic with Deadlands off their newest album, As the Kingdom Drowns. Um, also, the Point 17 track is um, a new one as well, so uh, worth playing on the, on the show and uh, giving you guys a listen. Uh, we'll be moving now into the interview section for our first interview for the night. We'll be listening to uh, Interitum with Beneath the Filth. After that, you'll hear an interview that Jay and I recorded um, at the basement with the guys from Interitum here on Canberra Metalheads.
Hello and welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalhead. You got Marky Malpas and, and JDK. That was Interitum with Beneath the Filth. Joined here with the guys from Interitum. <laughs> Get everyone to announce themselves and their position in the band. So if we go left to right, we'll just introduce each person from the band. Hi, I'm Kelly um, and I'm the vocalist. Cool. I'm Trent, bassist. Uh, Jared and I play guitar. Uh, Paul, I play drums. Cool. Yep. Oh, all right. Well, um, so you guys just came here from the Melbourne show last night, which you uh, headed straight from there, I guess. How, how's the um, how's travelling around Australia been so far? I feel very old. <laughs> very old. You are. Uh, I am. I've done a lot of sleeping in cars. <laughs> a lot of sleeping in cars. It sounds like we got someone ready to do the driving next next part of the tour, right? I'm, I'm too young, apparently. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> And untrustworthy. <laughs> yeah, not, in, not insurable? <laughs> no. Ah, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my biggest problem when I went to it. Yep. That's cool. All right, so you guys, um, you did Melbourne last night. Um, you've got Canberra tonight, and also you've got Smokey Dan's down at um, Tomican tomorrow. Yep. Um, is there any other dates on the tour? Not this one, no. Yep. Just doing this side. That's good. You yeah. got the good, good, good side here. Well, well, I guess I'm kind of biased since you guys are coming through Canberra. I'm always going to prefer that. Yep. Um, the Melbourne show last night. Whereabouts was that at? Bendigo Hotel. Bendigo I'm Hotel. The name. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Bendigo no, Hotel. Yeah. It, it wasn't a, wasn't a bad show. It was a lot yeah. of fun. That's yeah, that's good, man. It's good. Good, good venue, man. Yeah. 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 It's a great venue. venue. We um, have been doing uh, shows here at the basement. Like this is episode um, forty-nine of Canberra Metalheads, and we've done like probably about maybe thirty percent of our episodes here, um, and the rest we do in the studio. And we always get comments on different venues around the place, so it's always cool to hear um, feedback on on different places. How do you find it here at the basement? Yeah, looks good so far. Yeah. Yeah. We were pretty impressed with it so far. Yeah, so we're at the After Dark Bar. Actually, I'm kneeling on the stage right now for this episode. So, um, yeah, it's everyone will be listening back in hindsight um, to the episode and um, remembering over the show. Um, what do you guys got um, in in store for tonight? Any any surprises on stage? Slow and heavy, hopefully. Yeah, that's not a, bit, a surprise. No, <laughs> we've got a couple of new songs coming yeah. in from our album that we're writing. Yep. So yeah, I guess they're surprises. Yeah. 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 Yeah, some new songs. Yeah. New songs. Pretty much a lot of them will be new for the Canberra audience, I guess, well, unless yeah, they're already fairly familiar with yeah. us. But yeah, cool. Um, is, is this your first time in Canberra? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And um, have you done... So you guys are initially from Tasmania, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's get more into that. Which uh, which part of Tasmania are you from? Um, kind of all over the north section. Yep. Trent and I are off Scattered a bit across yeah, the north side. Yeah, we're from Launceston. Yep. Paul's from... I'm in Railton. Yep. And I live in Portsmouth. Okay. Cool. So right up the north side. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. You um, you guys done um any other places aside from um, like Canberra, Melbourne before? Have you been have done a mainland tour before? No, first time. We we played Blister Metal Fest last October. Yep. yep. And uh, also Ballarat. We did yeah. a show there. Yeah. And that's Houston, yeah. There are only trips to the mainland. So far. Excellent. So far. So far. And uh, you guys, I hear that the uh, the scene's pretty rad down in um, Tassie as well. Have you done any um, festivals or shows down there before this? Yeah, yeah, we've done quite a few gigs. There's actually a lot of really cool Tassie heavy bands yep. around these days. The scene's not huge. There's not a lot of venues. Yeah. There's really only a handful of venues for the whole state. But mm. There's some really cool bands that are worth checking out for sure. Right. Yeah, well, you're definitely one of them as well, so it's rad to have you up here on the mainland. Thank you. Any that you want to name drop? Who, who are your favourites? Mahula. <laughs> I like Mahula. Mahula? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, mine's in motion. Yeah. That's one of my favourites. One of the old school boys, Gabe. They, they're always good. Yeah, sick. Yeah, boys from Gabe are, are, are rad. We've done a co-two of them before. Yeah, no, Rick's pretty, pretty out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so it, it's just yeah, a, a really good quality. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great to see that bands are getting more reach now. Like I remember, probably only a few years ago, that wasn't common that you'd see it, like as many bands interstate coming through. But now we're getting like national, international um, bands come through all the time. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's also cool how the state government there in Tasmania does a lot of like arts grants and funding for that for that kind of thing there yeah. in Tasmania. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing to see that kind of level support from from the figureheads. You know what I mean? Are you guys all for, born and bred Tasmania, or um, have we got some inter- uh, mainlanders? Only one isn't. Yeah, I'm originally from New South Wales. Yeah, yeah right. North Coast. Yeah, okay. Um, just too bloody hot in summer and too expensive to buy a house up there so I bailed out yeah man well it sounds like you made the right choice I've yeah. been down to Tassie a couple of times um, just you know family vacations and things like that Lukey's been down there too my brother from South Coast and, yeah beautiful um, country huh? yeah, it's, yeah it's really I went to school down there for a little bit um, in Leah Valley in, in Hobart yep. um, so yeah that was a man when you're a kid and you're just looking out the kitchen window seeing Mount, Mount Wellington Wellington there yeah. we go um, then you're like, well, snow-capped mountains and things like that that I would have would have just outside the kitchen window. You uh, formed all together now into one band, but what's some of the history behind um, individual projects? Have you guys been in bands before this? Uh, honestly, I hadn't played in a band situation since high school, which would go back which I discovered today. I was old. years ago. <laughs> it was uh, around about 24, 25 years ago. I've, I've always loved your bass, but yeah, I haven't played since high school, so yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've been in quite a few bands. Yeah, cool. Um, even Pantera cover bands, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. So, what um, was your role in the Pantera cover band? You're doing vocalist. vocals now. Yeah, yep. I was a vocalist in that as well. Um, yeah, so oh, lots of different stuff. Some in originals, some covers. It's just been all over the board, really. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And um, how do you find the the difference? I mean, obviously, an original band now. Um, do you do any covers in in, in interim? We have only done one cover ever, and it was a Nirvana one. Yep. It didn't go down that great, so we just stuck to our original stuff. Cool. <laughs> not, that, not that we suck doing it, it just didn't go <laughs> down well. <laughs> That's good. I think that a lot of the time, um, like, by and large, I think a lot of the, the fans that will seem to follow you closely tend to prefer originals yep. obviously covers have their place i mean it's always good to good to have like you know like there's cover bands and things like that that, that nail it mm-hmm. but you know if you can supply originals over and over it's always rad to have that yeah yeah we we support all original bands yeah and uh yeah you know yeah we we've had um so we had one other band on the show before called Live Evil and they do a lot of like Dio, Iron Maiden covers and things like that Um, and uh, they even did a show here where they played like pretty much a song from a bunch of bands um, which was, it's cool like they have their place but yeah it's good to see some originals going out and things like that Um, so we caught up with uh, Lukey and Barnsey for um, an interview last week and just talking a bit more about you know how you guys um, came across the the tour and like the whole how it all came about because I was like how come a band from Tassie just 
um, rocked up, came across the radar. He said that Trent messaged him and said, you know, hey, I see that you guys um, have got some stuff going on and that's how it hooked up. Um, how are you finding the whole, um, you know, doing the NEF first national tour, I guess? How are you finding that whole process? Uh, I was a bit nerve-wracking to start with. Um, I mean, last night sort of kicked it off with a whole bunch of issues at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, the rest of it's fun. I mean, these guys are fun to be with and yeah. we love making the music, so it's just tiring, I guess. Cool. No, we're only just starting out, I did, but lack of sleep's going to get me eventually. It gets you, yeah. I think it catches up with everybody. <laughs> I, d- I did see all the kit that you guys had to get through airport, so... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's a lot for it bit of an extended weekend trip but yeah it's all good yeah. oh man it's just good to see that you guys bring as much as you can i i guess you um it's always best to have as much of your own gear as you can but it's always like when you're traveling you got to be mindful of how much how much you got to take pack light versus <laughs> have your sound yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep that's yeah. probably the only real drawback from being in tassie is just that that problem of getting Travel. over the over straight yeah. to get to the rest of the mainland. Yep. You know, even if we were based regionally in Victoria or New South Wales, it's we can throw stuff in our own car and just use a bit of fuel. But, mm. You know, ferry rides or, or yeah. plane fares tend to run in a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah. Often, so it makes it a bit difficult. So we try and condense our gear down as much as we can to make it a bit easier. Cool. Something we've been talking a bit more about on the show, which is like the tech behind, like you know what what your your stage setup and things like that is. Um, is there anyone that has any sort of um, particular instrument that they want to like? I guess brands that they stick with or use. Start with you. I I'm not terribly fussy. Anything that sounds good, I'll use. Yep. Um, I'm using a lot of Sabian symbols at the moment. That I think are really cool. Yep. I've just picked up some Rex symbols as well, which are Australian. Um, guy based in Melbourne and they sound pretty good they're yep. really good value for money um, apart from that I'm yeah pretty easily pleased yep. you know, as long as it sounds cool that's cool man it, it's like sounding cool is what you dig I well, guess yeah, it's like an opinion it anyway me, I just <laughs> everybody else kind of likes it yeah well. yeah cool man well sometimes if you're confident in what you think sounds good it also shows in the band as well one bit of gear that you couldn't live without oh the guitar I've got a uh, Les Paul studio yep. and uh it's pretty much a relic. I shouldn't be using it for touring. I should really buy something that's cheaper and if it breaks, not as valuable. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an amazing piece of equipment. Almost anything I plug into it makes it sound just that bit better. Yeah, Rad. Uh, for me, it's got to be my Harky bass head. I've had uh, BC Rich bass and now I play a Jackson bass, but with the Harky, it's just a low, deep, thump, thumping sound that I love. Yeah, right. Um, um, what what um what do you pair that with? Um, yeah. Pedal. I've got the uh, big muff metal core, Boss metal core, and yep. a Boss uh, Super Overdrive with it as well. And that's my only three pedals with a big muff. Or nice. Lots of fuzz. Lots of fuzz. And rum. I love it. Cool, big, man. Big. I'm looking forward to hearing that tonight as well. And um, yourself? Um, I use TC Helicon stuff. Yep. Um, I've got the Voice Live Extreme 3 that I use. 
and I love that pedal so and I also have the microphone that goes with it um, I'm sort of fussy about microphones having my own is the best thing for me yeah um, yeah well you got the out of all the equipment to carry I guess the microphone and the board's probably a little bit easier than like a yeah, full drum I don't, <laughs> have, I don't have nowhere near as much I, I'd love to see a band that have really fussy drummer that needed his kit for touring <laughs> that, that's us man yeah dude. <laughs> quick <laughs> kicks punishment man oh yeah quick kicks yeah yeah can't, can't use anything else you gotta have the signature kit yeah, uh, stupid. Yeah, so um, like if you know, <laughs> not, not like, that it's stupid for sound, but <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> it's a lot of gear to carry whenever you go to do a show. Yeah, that's it. Well, we got um, if you guys know Jay's Inhuman Remnants, Punishment, and um, Unholy Vendetta as well. So like, what do you got? Grind, um, Black Metal, and Techno. Yeah, and <laughs> so um, that's why I included the tech section of the show because yep. uh, people like Jay say hey let's let hear a bit more about the tech so. yeah that and I'm a tech nerd yes <laughs> I, I just want to hear what everyone's using yeah yeah <laughs> cool alright well um, we'll wrap it up with that that's the um, the um, start of the sh- show for the um, Capitals of the Coast tour um, kicking it off now tonight with um, with Canberra and then tomorrow with Smokey Dan's um, and to close out the show thanks for listening now listen to a track by Terrytown this track's called Suck My Humanity. We're in Territum and you're listening to Canberra Metalheads.
That was Interatom with Suck My Humanity. That's their new um, single, as they mentioned in the interview. And I hope you enjoyed that one as much as we did. As I mentioned before, we get a second lot of interview to go into. So um, we're listening now to an Orpheus Amiga track with In Time. After which you'll be listening to an interview that Jay and myself did at the basement um, representing Orpheus Amiga. So stick around now to listen to that one here on Canberra Metalheads. Welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalhead. You got Margie Malpas. 
and Jay Decay. And um, today we're joined here with a representative from um, Orpheus Omega. Uh, we got Joelgen Coles, and I play guitar in Orpheus Omega. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for coming on the show and catching up with me at short notice. I know that yeah, I sent the email come through with um, the tour dates and things like that. It was something that I jumped on straight away. Probably even seen that I jumped the gun. Getting in nice and early, <laughs> just uh, queuing it up off the um, off the um, off the schedule. So you know how it is. Organising um, interviews coming up is uh, it's always fun when when you guys hit us up first so appreciate having you on the show yeah it's my pleasure to be here and um obviously you know um this was always going to be a pretty interesting um show um and just in general a tour because omnium have never been here so you know we're pretty excited about what's about to happen and um you know when we've been getting people in touch obviously it's been exciting as well because obviously we've got a new album out and stuff so it's um yeah it's exciting times in general excellent um, is this the first time you guys have been in Canberra, you said? No, no, we've been here a few times now. I think uh, off the top of my head, it would be at least the fourth or fifth time, I think. Yep. Don't quote me on that. But, um, yeah, no, we've played Canberra a few times and the basement has definitely become one of those favourite venues to play across Australia. Yeah, that's awesome. Good to hear that, man. We uh, get a lot of feedback um, on on the venue over the, uh, over the years. I've been here for working here for a few years now and it's just good to hear the uh the feedback after years and years of people coming here like you said four or five times um it evolves over the over yeah. over the visits uh have you found that it's gotten better each time i guess uh look i the first time we came out here was it's the old setup i don't think it was set up quite the same yep. um and the sound system wasn't as um good and um the stage was nowhere near as big but um, after the, I think that was after the second show we did here. Yep. It was still that sort of arrangement. Then the third time we came out, it was all redone, and it's just it's probably one of the best venues in Australia for these sorts of shows because there's heaps of room for people to get in. Um, the stage is really really good. Um, the sound system in there is awesome. So you know if you have the right guy behind the desk, you can definitely get an amazing sound out of it. Um, and yeah, every time we've played here, and every band who's come through, even international bands, they're just like. This is a grouse venue, so it's better than some club venues in Europe and stuff. So it's definitely up there. Cool. Speaking of uh, different venues ar- around the world, uh, you, so this is your first Australian date, but you had shows prior to this in the tour? We had four in Japan. Okay, four. Um, and Omnium have had a few across China, Taiwan um, and Japan, I believe, yep. were the shows they played. Um, but we, we only joined them for the Japanese shows with okay. Star Symmetry as well. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was um, our first time in Japan, so it was um, pretty exciting for us to just get over there and experience how they do things there. We've always heard really good things about the Japanese crowds and the scene. And um, yeah, it was a great, great experience for us. Tokyo was definitely a highlight. We played two mm-hmm. shows in Tokyo and both were sold out, so it was... Um, really rewarding to play to so many people and um, get the reaction that we got. So yeah, it was awesome. Oh, perfect, man. That's that's good to hear. How how are you finding the international travel? I know you said that you uh, travelled up from Melbourne this morning. Um, how's how's the early starts going? Um, good. Look, it's we're kind of used to it now. I mean, we we generally try to keep things as simple and as um, affordable as possible. I mean. You know, sometimes you do have to spend quite a bit to get around the country, even um, regardless of international tours. But places like Canberra and Sydney and even Adelaide, it's viable to drive. Yep. Um, so, you know, we generally do that. Um, and, yeah, look, we got up early this morning and after a fairly early arrival the previous day. But, you know, even though we're a little tired, I think 
as soon as the show starts, you sort of get amped up for it anyway, and um, you, you forget that you're tired, you forget that you're sore, and you just get on with the job. So it's yep. um, it's exciting to be here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Once the adrenaline kicks in, you're just raring to go. So get going, you yeah. can get tired a few hours later once it you know wears off. Once the show's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, that's good. How's it? What about the um, the traveling with other bands and stuff like that? Do you guys have much crossover? I know that obviously you probably share some um, some backline and stuff like that. How's yeah, that all going? Yeah, look, um, depending on the tour you're on, sometimes you know you travel completely separately to the bands yep. you're playing with, um, and you generally sometimes you don't even see them until the show night um, or just the sound checks. But you know, depending on the band, some bands are a bit more. I guess open and a bit more cruisy with the way they do things so they're less regimented mm -hmm. so you do get to spend more time with them you do get to know them a little bit better with um, these boys um, we've toured with Insomnium in the past and Marcus who plays guitar in Omnium Gatherum plays in Insomnium as well so we've yep. already built a relationship with oh, him cool, cool. Um, so he already knew us as did their sound guy Sammy so um, we already had a bit of a rapport there um, and it made you know the interaction and the introduction a lot easier for us um, yeah, so it's just been it's been really communal. We shared, you know, buses in Japan with them. So yep. you know, we've all had a chat, we've hung out, we've had a few drinks and all that sort of stuff. So it's um, definitely more familiar than with bands you've never toured with before. Um, so yeah, no, it's been good, and these guys are just awesome dudes, and they're always happy to you know say hello and hang out and just have a chat about whatever. So it's been making the the travel aspect of it and being away from home. That little bit easier because you're with people that you can talk to and have a good time with so yeah no it's been really good that's good man it's good to hear and traveling i mean also um it, it can be difficult at the best of times so it's good that the process has been good for you man are you one of the original members of the band yeah so chris matt and myself have been here from the start yep. um kez joined just before the launch of the first album mm -hmm. and nathan joined shortly after our first tour in Asia um, so they've been around for a little while now um, okay. so they know how you know how we do things but Chris myself and Matt have been here from the very start so we've seen every version of this band and every um, change in the style and just the way we do things evolve over the years um, we've also been we've also been here for all the worst parts of it as well um, yeah but um, but no, yeah, there's three of us still in the band and still going strong, and I think we'll continue to do that moving forward anyway. That's good, man. Yeah. So you mentioned like some of the changes in the band as far is that like as far as sound, or do you, do you like to mix it up? Do you think you guys are moving towards like more of a different sound with the newer stuff? I think with the newer stuff, it's just more refined. It's more focused in what we were trying to achieve with the previous album, Part and Vita Mortem. Um, I think we really sort of started to, I guess, hit our stride. In the last album yep. um, and I think Where Your Sins um, definitely captures more of that and is a bit more polished because we definitely had a, a direction we were aiming for I don't think we've changed immensely I mean I think deep down the core is still um, embedded in that melodic death metal mm -hmm. um, subgenre but I think we're bringing things in from other areas of our creative minds and just other genres as well to just meld it to be something that is I guess inherently Orpheus Omega um, without mm -hmm. trying to sound pretentious or anything like that. Um, I guess you always sort of strive to write music that, you know, people listen to and they go, oh, I know who that is. 
Mm -hmm. um, and I hope and feel like we're definitely doing that this time around, but at the same time still writing music that we're happy with. Um, so yeah, I'm, I guess on this album we really focused on writing music we loved um, and wanted to perform, and I think with every song we definitely have that. Um, so you know, the response has been pretty good thus far, so it seems like people are feeling the same thing about it which is, you know, the most that we can ask for. Excellent, man. That's good to hear that you, um, yeah, it's evolving to a point where, and you guys seem to, I guess, after years together and having three, like, original members start to mesh with each other and have, like, uh, you understand each other's writing styles more, yeah. playing styles. Do you, obviously, you have um, different shows um, live as to when you're practising sometimes. Yeah. Like, it might might change up how you, how you play. Um do you find that it's different with crowds as well? Do you reckon that, like, you know, the like the Japanese crowds tend to be different to like Australian crowds? Look, maybe definitely. The, I mean, I think the 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 crowd based thing is definitely a cultural thing, um, and it's definitely regional as well. I mean, crowds in Melbourne are generally different to crowds in Brisbane, for example, just the way that they interact yep. with the bands on stage and. Um, how much merch they buy and things like that change city to city. Um, when you go country to country, it changes again. Um, mm -hmm. It's just the way people are. Um, it's just what they're sort of, uh, I guess, what they're brought up doing and what they believe is the way to do things around going to shows and the rest of it. So yeah. not to a detriment to anyone in particular, but it's just people are different everywhere you go. Everywhere. Um, so it's it's interesting to see that. The dynamic is different. But I think, I guess from a performer's point of view, you always go out and put out the same show. Um, you always want to play at 100%. You yep. always want to put all your energy on that stage, regardless of how many people you're playing to and where you're playing. So you know, if, you pay, if you're playing to 2,000 people or if you're playing to 10 people, you still need to put on the same show every night because consistency builds rapport. Um, and that's what's going to get you, I guess, noticed and it's what's going to get people wanting to come to your shows next time you're in town, you know. Um, you can tell when a band hasn't quite reached, I guess, that level of experience or maturity when they're like, oh, there's only 10 people, so they stuff about, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then you see them in front of 100 people and you're like, oh, there's the show I want to see. Mm, mm. Um, if you can't do that every time, you're going to lose people as opposed to building on the fan base you've already got. So 100%. I think just always giving it everything and not worrying about how many people are there, rather how you can capture the people that are there, there and then, mm -hmm. is the most important part of a, a live show for us. So I think we've tried to maintain the consistency and over the years we've gained that experience from playing with bigger and bigger bands and seeing you know, a band like Omnium Gatherum um, you know, play to, maybe, uh, I can't remember how many people, but let's say 60 people. Yep and then played to 250 people, yeah, yeah. it was the same show. Yeah, you know, yeah. The energy was right. They were interacting with the crowd in the exact same way, and they weren't up there going, oh, there's only this many people. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, uh, I think being humble and understanding that the crowd's there for you, so you may as well put on the best show you can. Absolutely, man. No, it's uh, definitely some wise words there already, like just from seeing gigs over the years, working behind the, behind the bar. It's cool to see that um, somebody else say what i'm kind of thinking with, with things like that and also like you see the guys at omnium before like um doing the sound checks like they nearly put you can nearly feel the energy just from the sound check as yeah, well yeah. <laughs> like, although that's not even a performance that you'd usually yeah. expect um you know you, when you got people watching you sound check and um getting excited as if it was an actual show yeah <laughs> it's it's a rewarding thing and i think they're, they're just fun guys like yeah. straight up they're just fun dudes yeah, so yeah. you know they definitely are happy to be here um obviously being the first time but they're also just 
happy to play. I mean, it's what they do and it's what they love. So um, they're always going to have a good time. Excellent, man. So that's a little bit on, you know, the tour, the bands and that sort of stuff. Have you uh, had a lot of exposure to uh, the local support to Morium? Uh, I have. We've played with them a few times now. Yep. Um, I think most of the times we've been in Canberra. Um, and I think even in even in Sydney, we've had okay. them on a show. I yeah, think. so some other shows as well. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely seen them a few times and had the opportunity to get to know them. And, um, you know, uh, when these shows came around as an opportunity, you know, and looking at bands that might get involved, their name came up right away. I mean, it wasn't even a matter of, oh, are they the right band or not? It was, yeah, Morim should probably be on that bill. Excellent. Um, so... You know, you got to have the right bands in the right areas because they know their city um, and they know the punters. So, yep. um, and you know, when you see a band work hard, um, it definitely helps as well. Um, you know, they do the work. They, you know, they go out there and um, support the show and they get ticket sales through, and that's important as well because you want people to come to these shows. Yeah, the so the locals bring in some some yeah, local crowd. And in. that's and that's what's important. Yep. And you know, apart from obviously being great musicians and a good live act as well, you yep. know, you want that that extra side of it because otherwise it doesn't quite fall into place. Yeah, so yeah. it's important Hitting to it from all that. angles. Exactly. Cool, man. All right, well there's a little bit on the on the bands quick little shout out there to Morium the locals and yeah. um so closing up, um, do you have any? Um, you mentioned you got a new album out. Is there, um, you want to do any plugs for that at the moment? What, yeah. Where can that be um, found? So it can be found at our merch desk tonight. Yep. Um, it can be found <laughs> on our website, iTunes, Nerve Gas, uh, JB Hi-Fi have it, I believe, as well. Yep. Um, Bandcamp has it up as well. Um, yeah, just the usual places, really. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've got CDs and vinyls for the first time ever, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And the vinyls have a really cool, like, orange and purple splatter effect on them. They look amazing. So cool, I'm cool. really stoked with that. Um, but yeah, it's it's available now. It came out 29th of March. The um, sales have been really good and people have been picking it up. And, you know, the, the reviews we've had have been generally favourable. So, you know, we're excited about what it means for us. And you know, if people like what they hear, um, we've got a few singles out and you can stream it all on Spotify anyway. So if you like what you hear, definitely grab a copy. Um, I personally love having physical CDs still because um, I appreciate the work that goes into things like art and layout um, and, you know, being able to read the lyrics and the line yeah, of notes. Yeah. So um, if, you, if you still love that, I think it's important to grab a CD and really support the bands out there. And, um, yeah, it's just nice to finally have it out. It's been a long process, so... Perfect, man. That's really good. So we'll close out the interview with the track from that album. Do you have a preferred um, song on there or one that you'd think would be closing out the interview well? Uh, I have to say Suffer because it's my favourite song on the album. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the other guys might be like, no, pick a different one. But yeah, <laughs> definitely Suffer just because it's short, fast, heavy, groovy and just doesn't take prisoners. So. Excellent, man. We'll, uh, we'll close it out with Suffer and we'll, uh, thanks for catching up and um, stick around now to uh, listen to a track here on Canberra Metalheads. This is Joao from Morpheus Omega and you've been listening to Canberra Metalheads.
That was Amorium with Devour. And before that, you heard an Orpheus Amiga track with Suffer. And uh, um, at the top, you heard the interview with um, JDK and myself, uh, speaking all things Orpheus Amiga and running through some of the tracks. That was at the um, the gig at the basement. So I uh, hope everybody had a chance to go out and see that one and enjoy. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to get out, make sure you uh, check out their merch and also um, their new new album. With supports from Memoriam, as you heard with that previous track, they um, they match really well. Moving now into our gig guide. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the gig guide. Canberra Metalhead's gig guide. Giggity. On Thursday, which is the 18th of April, You've got Filthy Lucra, Matosphere, Hence the Testbed, and Salenta at the basement. On the 24th of April, we've got at the basement, the At the Gates, The Haunted, and Witchery. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to that, man. Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big one. That's standing out in the gig guide as well. And also there's flyers at the end of the bar, and I've noticed everybody that comes... In to see them is just like, whoa, At The Gates is playing here, man. Yeah. Like, it's one of those gigs where you, you have to double check whether it's a cover or, or like the actual band, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, At The Gates was like a pinnacle for me, man. Hardline Media has uh, cheek ticks at the moment. Uh, get on over to their website, hardlinemedia.net. Pick up those cheek ticks to the camera show. I think there's some for other states as well, but... You know, we're Canberra-based, so yep. that's who we care about. Yeah, so check out the Canberra-based one, but also make sure if you're, because uh, we got listeners around Australia now, um, check out the uh, the closest gig to you, so you can get some uh, get in early and get some cheap yeah. ticks. Support Hardline Media. And then on the 20th of June, way ahead of time, we've also got the uh, Rings of Saturn. Dun, dun, dun. Local Rings support still to be announced. Yes. So keep an eye out for that one. But the 20th of June, you got the headliners of Rings of Saturn. So keep keep your eyes out for that one. That was announced uh, last week. So, um, yeah. Shall be brutal. So make sure you um, keep an eye on that one to see who will be playing with them. If, um, but for now, um, just enjoy the fact that Rings of Saturn is playing. Um, what else have we got? We've got international gigs. Now we're moving into the international gigs. It's a busy couple of months, man. Destroyer 666. And Bolza. On their Call of the Wild tour. That one's in May on the 30th in Brisbane at the Woolly Mammoth. Uh, 31st in Sydney, the factory. And then 1st of June um, in Melbourne at Max Watts. Hi, my name's Fraser. I'm from Zealot. I'm here with Carl Stella, and we're uh, promoting our show at the Transit Bar on the 25th of May in Canberra. Hopefully, you can come out and uh, have a bit of fun with us. G'day, mate. Come on. And that's all for the uh, Canberra Metalheads International um, and National Gig Guide, as well as the local gig guide. Skate, skate. Get to a show, buy some merch, and uh, we'll see you there. That concludes the uh, Canberra Metalheads Gig Guide. Make sure you head out to all those gigs. A band that's got a gig coming up in the Gig Guide, um, it'll be playing next in the track listing. So this is Bolzar with The Archer here on Canberra Metalheads. <laughs> Go! 
Witchcraft. with witchcraft before that we had inebriator with circle of fire and at the top as you know we had bolzar with the archer nice little bracket there chud and inebriator both have gigs coming up in the gig guide so go and check those ones out live and uh that's all we got time for on the show tonight thank you for uh tuning in listening to uh canberra selection of uh metal with some traveling bands and um and the gig guide make sure you tune in next week to hear what we've got in store for you with uh episode 50 but for now here's a band that um has a gig coming up in the gig guide to close the show this one was sent to me um by ed from the band so this is filthy lucra with prescription thank you for listening to the show i've been marky malpas you've been listening to episode 49 canberra metalheads
manage it. Gotta manage it.